Broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world, this is Rita on the Road in Las Vegas. I'm your host, Rita Pardue, on KUNV 91.5 Jazz and More. Our mission for this program is to highlight the people in Las Vegas who work tirelessly at nonprofit organizations. On part one, a conversation with Sonia Felberg, volunteer instructor and involved in community engagement with OLLI, which stands for Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. Part two, we are speaking with Dion Soul from the Marjorie Barrett Museum. And part three, an informative discussion with KUNV membership manager, Monique Scott. And now, part one. 91.5 Jazz and More. This is Rita with Rita on the Road. And in studio today, our guest is Sonia Feldberg. She's a volunteer instructor and also works with community outreach with an organization called OLLI, Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. Let's talk about the history of this organization. So OLLI was founded by a gentleman called Bernard Osher, and him and his wife have started this foundation where seniors, and it's open to the general public, but it is a lifelong learning institution, and it is part of most universities in the U.S. It is their choice to elect to form an OLLI in their university system. We do all interact, but we are all independent. Each one operates a little differently, and it is funded through the Osher Foundation. This is wonderful. And there is actually an OLLI here at UNLV, correct? correct? Yes, absolutely. And it's one of the biggest ones. So we do very well here. And we have wonderful classes from music to math. Well, that's what I heard, uh, that the classes can range from uh, America's Great Lakes to Alzheimer's disease or from empowering uh, to learn more about your health or algebra. I mean, so many various topics. So where do you find all these instructors? We're all volunteers. Oh, my goodness. The program runs on volunteerism, Mm -hmm. and all the instructors do volunteer. We do have special guests on occasion that come Mm -hmm. in and share their expertise with us, Uh, but it is a volunteer program, and that's what I do. I'm a volunteer instructor, and I teach jazz appreciation. Wow. And I've heard some wonderful things about what you're teaching. So expound on that. Who all, do you have guest speakers come to your class? I have guests pretty much every week. So my class is like a mini concert every Wednesday afternoon. And they are learning about the history of the musicians or the singer's journey into how they became who they are today. And also they perform. Well, let's name drop a little bit. Who are some? Because these are uh, professional musicians that are performing here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. So let's name drop who's been in your class. So Jonathan Courant. Oh, he's marvelous. uh, He's wonderful. He actually taught the class for a while, and I've taken it over. So we've had him a few times. Um, Rita Lim comes often, and we also have... Christine Shebeck has come in, uh, Chadwick Johnson. So pretty much anybody you can think of that's out there working locally here in Las Vegas, we have in there, and they do a few, an hour and a half of what 
they feel comfortable doing. It's their time. Well, it sounds like very informative, but also has that personalized touch that they can share with your class what their what their journey was, what brought them into the field, and how they trained, and then how they continue to market themselves and work. And that I think that's half the battle. Uh, being a full-time musician, you may have the talent, but if you don't know how to connect and network, and from what I've heard, the beautiful thing about your class is that you're helping to build an audience that goes out and then shows support for these musicians. Absolutely. Good job, Sonia. Good job. Thank you. We try. <laughs> Indeed. I guess we should give out the website because that's yes. probably the best resource to find information. Yes. So the website would be, in fact, I've got an email that how people can get in touch with you. It's Ollie at, and that's actually spelling out the A-T, so Ollie at UNLV, and then that symbol for at, at uh, UNLV.edu. So I'll, I'll repeat that. That was a little confusing as I was saying it, but it's Ollie at UNLV, and then that symbol for at UNLV.edu. Good. Got it right. There you go. It is correct. <laughs> And we should also uh, inform our listeners, uh, let's give them a phone number, 702-774-OLLI, and by the numbers only, that's 6554. Uh, if you missed it, we'll be giving that uh, email and the phone number again during yes. this interview. Well, let's talk about uh, where do you all meet? So we do presently meet at the Paradise Campus of UNLV. But we will be moving very, very shortly, pretty much across the street. And the new address will be 4350 South Maryland Parkway, which is just kitty corner from the campus, the actual campus. Mm -hmm. So it is next to the Nevada Systems of Higher Education building off of Rochelle and Flamingo. Okay. And we will be there the next semester. We are officially moving over the break, and we will be ready for classes in February. Terrific. And then that starts, what, February the 12th? 12th and yes. I think I, I heard that it runs through April 26th. Correct. Now, in these classes, is there homework? <laughs> no. No homework, just uh, lectures and then interacting with the other Correct. participants? Okay. It's... Yes, if they choose to go home and do some further re research, That's okay. let it be. But, you know, it, it, it's more of a just a fun learning situation and for knowledge and to meet people. Mm -hmm. It's also very social, so... Well, that's great, too, because we have a huge retirement community here in Las Vegas, and that is great, a, a nice opportunity to uh, meet your neighbors, so to speak. Yes. I understand uh, that it's available. You can get a Rebel card. That's uh, I carry one because I work here at KUNV, but is that necessary? And what are the benefits of having a Rebel card? So the Rebel card is not necessary. You don't have to purchase one, but if you do, it does have many benefits mm -hmm. because you will be entitled to anything a regular UNLV student is entitled to. Oh, so using the library and, and then discounts. there's and there's concerts all the time here, Absolutely. Ham Hall and yes. fantastic. Well, I was thinking too, uh, I noticed that your slogan or uh, 
mission statement, whatever you want to say, is learn, engage, and you're together. And that's, I think you just summarized that by saying it is not only are are you a lifelong learner, which is, uh, for me personally, that's one of my goals. I want to be a lifelong learner, but you're engaging and learning new topics and then hanging out. You're together. (laughs) That's it. We have our new building, in fact, our new building on Maryland Parkway will have an actual break room that's much bigger than the one we have now. We will be sharing the facility with the UNLV's outreach program, Mm -hmm. which we are a division of, and we will have a lovely break room. We will have many more room access to rooms for our classes, Mm -hmm. so that will be very helpful. Um, Fashion classes, sinks, everything that you need for art classes, so it will really be very nice Well, the cool thing about your particular class is that probably after an artist has visited and shared about their career, you can all go together to see that that artist perform. And we do. (laughs) And we do. We have many classes where they've come to see Jonathan at the Smith Center. And also we go to see Rita Lim at the Tuscany. So we do enjoy our outings. And I'm sure that the artists appreciates having, uh, uh, building up their audiences. So that is a positive as well. Well, I'm going to give out that phone number one more time for our listeners, 702-774-OLLI. And OLLI is spelled O-L-L-I. By the numbers only, that'd be 6554. And the email address to get in touch with Sonia, if you have any questions, would be Ollie, that's O-L-L-I, and then spell out the word at, A-T-U-N-L-V, and then use the symbol for at, U-N-L-V dot E-D-U. Got it. Well, thank you. Our guest for this episode has been Sonia Feldberg from the Ali organization. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rita. It's been a pleasure, and we really want everybody to come out there Our new catalog will be coming out, and that's when you can register if you would be interested in coming to our program, and we would love to have everybody out there. And will this actually be for the spring semester? Correct. It'll be for the, so the new catalog is coming out for the spring semester. Yes, which starts in February. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Sonia Feldberg. Thank you. And now... Part 2. Jazz and more. This is Rita on the Road. And today I'm actually visiting at the Marjorie Barrick Museum of Art on the UNLV campus. And we're speaking with Dion Soule, who is the editor and curator of the museum. Welcome. I'm very happy to be here, Rita. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. I feel like this museum I've visited before, and it's kind of like a best-kept secret here on the UNLV campus, and it really needs to be shared with our listeners. So tell us a, a bit about the history. How long has this museum been in existence here in Las Vegas? Well, the building itself was one of the first buildings on the UNLV campus, so it dates back to 1967. Uh, At that time, it was a gymnasium, so if you'd been here then, (laughs) you would be playing basketball or watching basketball. Um, Later on, it became a natural history museum, so there was a lot of uh, things here like stuffed birds and live lizards. 
um, gradually it uh, began to get a couple of artworks being shown alongside the lizards and other things like that. Oh my goodness. I know, <laughs> and I know. And eventually, about a decade ago, so round about uh, 2011, 2012, it transitioned full time into being a contemporary art museum, which is what it is today. I love it. I, and I appreciate that you took me around to see some of the exhibits. Uh, let's talk a bit about how do you choose these exhibits mm. to come to the museum? That is always an exciting question. I mean, we, we like to focus on things that are relevant to the community here. So mm -hmm. as well as looking for artwork that's just great artwork, interesting artwork, diverse artwork, um, we're also looking for ideas in the artwork that would potentially speak to people in Las Vegas and in Southern Nevada. So for example, we've had shows that focused on um, uh, the desert. Oh, okay. That focused on famous pieces of land art that are in the desert near here, that have focused on conserving parts of the desert near here. Um, we've got some works in there right now that use uh, things like neon. So things that people who live in Las Vegas sort of casually see every day. And we look for artists who can reconfigure those things and uh, and do something with them that we don't see we don't, that we don't see them doing when we see them out in the city. Exactly, um, exactly. And are the artists that you're uh, displaying their, their work, are they all Las Vegas artists or do you uh, tap into other cities as well and then they, are, is it a collaboration of many, many artists, I guess? Oh yeah, we, <laughs> we try to get a great mix. Mm -hmm. So we definitely do focus on local artists. That's really important to us. We also look at artists who are outside Las Vegas, so we have artists in there right now who are from Florida, from New York, from Los Angeles. In some cases, these are artists who've lived and worked in Las Vegas and then moved to those other places. Mm -hmm. So we say, okay, if you want to um, take that Vegas spirit and show it in Las Vegas again, even though you're physically in New York, we'd love you to do it. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you have such a variety of of things that you're displaying here. And that's what I'd like to, to talk about. What types of programs? Because I, I think children especially, I, I'm a children's advocate, and I like to see children encouraged to not only creating their own art, but appreciating the creativity, how these different pieces come together. So what kind of programs do you offer that uh, kids can get involved here mm. in Las Vegas? Fabulous question. Um, we have, I mean, we have an art bar in our lobby, which is a collection of materials that anybody of any age can come and create with. So that is something that any child can do here at any time. Mm -hmm. um, we've also had a program called Bus to the Barrack, where we actively bring K through 12 classes to the barrack. We give them tours. We have structured hands-on workshops for them. That has a uh, took a little bit of a hit through the pandemic but mm. we're in the process of bringing it back again um, we've also had more focused uh, collaborations with specific uh, classes we had one with uh, Valley High School just mm. last year and uh, that was um, a group of students really focusing on a particular artwork mm -hmm. and making art of their own in response to it and that was just a beautiful experience oh I love it so it's like uh 
seeing an idea and then just kind of, I'm coming from a music background, riffing on the idea and creating their own. That's what I'm talking about. I love that. So the students can appreciate what it takes, you know, the creative aspect of it. I love it. What a great idea. That brings me to another idea about Gosh, the outreach opportunities. So that was one high school. Do you ever go out places and malls or festivals or anything like that? We we do whenever we can. We mm-hmm. love outreach. We love doing it. We love being given opportunities to do it. Um, we have uh, done some, you know, sometimes schools have evenings where the parents come. And oh, right. Open houses. Open houses, yes, that yes. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've done those at a couple of schools. Um, sometimes we don't have the time to do as much as we want, but yeah, we love it. Okay. Well, we're putting it out there. Maybe there will be some opportunities after our listeners hear about this. What about volunteers? Are you, do you need volunteers? We, we do absolutely take volunteers. We're a little bit full up right now, but if somebody is out there and they do want to volunteer, we'd love to hear from them. All right. And speaking of that, let's give out a phone number and how people can reach you. And I jotted it down. I think this is it. I know it's right. 702-895-3381. And is there a website as well that we can direct our listeners to go find more information? There is. It's www.unlv.edu slash barrack museum. Excellent. And we'll give that out one more time at the end of our interview today. What about the future? For me, the fondness of children developing an appreciation of art, but what about teens and adults and seniors? What types of things do you think and and you anticipate in the future that the museum might be involved in? I think in the future we're looking, like I said, kind of building back up that bus to the barrack program. So getting mm-hmm. more K through 12 groups in here again. Mm-hmm. Um, we also sort of have an open invitation for anybody to come and do a tour. So if there is a senior group out there, if there is a school group out there, um, they're very welcome to contact us and we can talk to them about arranging a time for a tour. And our tours do come with uh, optional workshops. So those are mm. hands-on activities that usually revolve around something to do with whatever exhibition is on at the moment. So you get to look at the art, talk about the art, and then make some of the art. Um, Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. You know what? We need to give the hours of operation and the address, how people can find you here. So when are you open? And I understand it's free. Entry is, is free. Is, absolutely. <laughs> entry entry is 100% free. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a donation box. We do love that. But mm-hmm. if you'd like to come and just check us out for free at any time, please. Well, not literally any time. <laughs> um, we are open Tuesday to Saturday, uh, 10 to 5 every day, you know, apart from you know, federal holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, so closed on Sunday and Monday, but otherwise we're open. And the address, how do we find you? This UNLV campus has so many buildings and uh, so where exactly are you located if somebody puts it in their GPS? We are about right in the middle of campus. Oh, okay. So if anybody out there knows the lead library, we are pretty much right in front of the lead. Mm. Um, the easiest way to find us is to go down University Center Drive and then turn into the campus down Harmon Avenue. 
and that road dead ends in a, a parking lot and that parking lot is immediately outside our door. Excellent. So once again, the website unlv.edu slash Barrick Museum, phone number 702-895-3381. We've been speaking with Dion Soule, the editor and curator of the Marjorie Barrick Museum. Anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Because our time is escaping us. Well, since we've got a short period of time, I'll just say we'd love to see you here. Dion Soule, who is the editor and curator of the museum. Thank you. As Promised, Part 3. 91.5 Jazz and more. This is Rita on the Road. And this is a very special segment because I have the opportunity right now to speak with one of my colleagues, Moniki Scott, who is our KUNV membership manager. Welcome, Moniki. Hi, Rita. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Well, I thought it was important that you come on board and explain uh, what the business model is of public radio because. We're not like every other station that you might hear on the radio dial. We have a specific way that we run things here. And I thought if you could kind of break it down for our listeners, what is membership radio all about? Well, first and foremost, uh, Rita, it's listener-supported radio station. And Mm -hmm. what that means is that we survive through the support, the financial support specifically, of our listeners. And, you know, you don't find that on commercial radio stations. Commercial radio stations depend on advertisers. We're on our station. You don't hear advertisers. You hear our supporters, even in the sense of businesses, the businesses donate to the station and we say thank you with underwriting spots. And then twice a year, we have membership drives where our listeners will donate money in any amount from you know, say $5 all the way up to $5,000 or more. Um, So that's how our business model runs. Well, while you're mentioning that, uh, I know that you work so hard for those two times a year for a spring membership drive and a fall membership drive. But folks, you can do this anytime. And we're going to share with you the website, KUNV.org. I know that there's a page there that explains everything uh, in more depth than what we're speaking about right now today. But you can do this anytime, right, Monique? This is correct. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, twice a year we do it big. Mm When we're on air, we we interrupt programming. We interrupt those songs that people love, and we're asking for people to support, and we have a certain goal that we're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. But throughout the year, we also have sustaining members that donate, let's say, $10 a month. You Mm -hmm. know how... You, you have a subscription to something, a podcast. Well, we have sustaining members that will donate a certain amount every month. We have some that'll do $10. We even have members that do $500 a month. And the cool thing about being a sustaining member, I think it would also be a cost savings, not only on your time, because you don't have to keep thinking about it, you know, each year, it just automatically renews. And then that also would be a savings for the station, not having to send out billing and that sort of thing. So something for our listeners to consider becoming sustaining members. Well, as while we're on the topic, why should people support public radio and specifically KUNV? 
Wow. Specifically KUNV, because we support the students here at UNLV and Rita. We support students that are in college throughout the state of Nevada. So you don't have to go to UNLV to come and and be trained by our professionals in the areas of broadcasting and broadcast journalism. I didn't realize that. Well, you probably have heard my my story, my personal testimony. I 42 years ago, I found uh, UNLV. Uh, I, I was a singer in one of the big production shows here on the Strip, and I came over to take just a couple of classes, and lo and behold. KUNV was here, and it launched an entirely second career for me. So I am extremely fond of this radio station because uh, if it hadn't been for the supportive professors and the people working here at the station, I probably would have an entirely different life story (laughs) that I'd be sharing. So I love this station. Folks, let me give this website again, KUNV.org. Not only are you supporting the students and what their future might be, but if you're a a big jazz lover, what Mm. a legacy you could leave for the music that you love and becoming a member. And gosh, I guess there's all different types of donations that people can make. Run them down. Tell us about them, Monique. So besides the um, monthly sustaining, you can donate a one-time gift, large or small. Mm -hmm. You can donate gifts of property. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can leave us in your estate. Mm-hmm. You can donate by way of your employer matching. So there's a lot of employers out there that will match your donations. So we have a page on our website that you can go to and find out if your employer actually matches. If you're a faculty here at UNOV, you can have it come directly out of your, your paycheck. And that mm-hmm. way you don't you don't miss it at all. That is fantastic. Folks, there's so many ways that you can keep this radio station alive and well. KUNV.org. Monique, as our time is kind of getting away from us, is there anything else that you'd like to share, you know, that uh, what makes this so special for you as well? Yeah, what also makes it special is the businesses, the the community businesses Mm -hmm. that we're able to support. Many businesses could not afford to be advertised on commercial radio stations, mm-hmm. but they can come here and we can get the word out for them about their businesses at a much more affordable rate. That's correct. So becoming a public radio supporter and through the underwriting process. Yes. Awesome. Well, I think you've kind of uh, summarized in a easy way to remember what the business model is of public radio. Thank you so much. That was Monique Scott, our KUNV membership manager, and educating us about the business of public radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Rita. Thank you to our guest, Sonia Felberg, with Ali, Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, Dion Soul from the Marjorie Barrick Museum, and KUNV membership manager, Monique Scott. If you missed any portion of the program, you can find it archived on the KUNV.org podcast page. Until the next time, this is Rita Pardue with Rita on the Road on 91.5 Jazz and More.